Welcome to episode number 93 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Quality Christian Living is a podcast designed to help people live an overcoming life, an abundant life, a life filled with joy and peace and, quite frankly, happiness. Because that's what I believe the Lord wants for His people, those who follow Him, who have given their life to Him. We're supposed to be more than overcomers. We're to be conquerors. We're to be people of faith and people of strength and loyalty and people of honor. God wants that in his people. So I've dedicated this podcast in the same fashion as I've dedicated all my years of teaching and preaching. I pastored a church for 20 years. My wife and I were have been involved in ministry for about 35 years of our life. We had a very large Sunday school class that ran about 300 people. And during that time, I always talked about how people need to live a better, higher quality of life as a Christian than they would if they were non-believers. So with that, this podcast was designed in birth to speak about quality Christian living, designed to help people understand how to deal with their finances, how to deal with their marriage and children and relationships and those who are in business, how to be a successful business person and a person of loyalty and honor of a high integrity. Those are things that many times go by the wayside when people are just trying to get by in life. So that's the game plan for quality Christian living and if you're interested in hearing some of the other topics that I've talked about, you can go back and listen to the first 90-some that we've done because we've covered the areas of how to deal with the issues facing veterans in our country today. We've talked about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. I've discussed the topic of prosperity, spiritual prosperity, how it should lead to financial prosperity, and how to get out of debt. So those are things that we'll continue to talk about. So we're now in a series which I've thoroughly enjoyed, and it's been going on now for several weeks, and that is the area of faith. The title of this series is is called Faith to Receive. What I'm talking about is how to gain greater faith and have a stronger prayer life, a stronger relationship with the Lord so that our faith will grow and we'll see great results from the prayers that we have. The Bible talks about the effective fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Well, I think we all need to have effective fervent prayers and I believe that they should avail much. So with that, we're going to continue on our series today on faith and the title of today's lesson is How Our Faith Grows from Life's Trials. So with that, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us before we get into this teaching. Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. I pray that you would bless it. I ask the Holy Spirit now to move in and direct my thoughts and my comments and guide me through this teaching today because I think there's a truth that we can gain from this lesson because, Father, we're going to use your word as we do each and every week, and your word has nothing but truth in it. It's just filled with truths about how to live life and how to live a quality Christian life. So I pray you would bless our faith, Father, that you would help us to increase our faith and Father, we give you all the glory for it now, for we ask these things in Jesus' name I pray, amen. My goal today in this podcast is to talk about how we can deal with the trials of life and the challenges that we face, and as we go through them, we can see our faith increase. As I've counseled a lot of people for years, when I pastored a church for over 20 years, I ran into a lot of people who had a difficult time with the trials. They would feel sometimes that, well, God has deserted them, or God's not listening to them, or God's not interested in their life, or doesn't love them anymore, and all those things are just not true. God loves us. He promised that he would be with us, and he would take us through trials. He did not promise us, though, that he would take us around the trials of life, that we would have to escape or be able to escape every challenge that ever comes up. What God wants us to do is to go through trials with him to learn how to trust him even greater. It's interesting when we look back 
back on the great men and women in the Word of God, I think of Job, who had some of the greatest trials any person could ever face. He became very sick. He became broke. He lost all of his money. He lost his family. His children died. His wife wasn't was around anymore. I mean, everything bad that could happen to him went through him, and that he had to experience that. And in the middle of all that, when they asked him, basically, you know, why aren't you just denying God and running away from God? Job stood up strong and bold and said, though God slay me, yet I will trust him. So we've got to understand that God is going to take us through, not around. The Bible tells us that he is a very present help in times of trials. What that means is he knows we're going to have trials, but he'll always be there. He'll always be a present help. The Bible also tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake us, which simply means that as we go through challenges, he's always going to be right there with us and helping us, just waiting to hear from us. You see, when we face a trial, we should face it not alone. We need to face it knowing that God is our strength. He's our source. He's our confident hope that we will survive this situation and get through it with great success. And and we know that God will never fail us. So with that, I'm going to give you kind of an extension of my story that I had in the last podcast when I talked to you about coming down with multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer. And when I was told that, I told the doctor, well, I guess what you're trying to do is scare me with heaven. Well, when I say that, I say that often in my podcast because I want people to understand that I've been through a lot of challenges. Yeah, I've faced a lot of difficult things also, but God has never forsaken me. He's never left me. He's never just let me go and paid no attention to me. He's always there. So I'm going to continue to speak on one that one experience I had with multiple myeloma and see if maybe it'll give you more strength as you can see how God helped me as I went through a very difficult trial. Now, you know, my wife and I believe that God would be there for us as he had always been. When I was diagnosed with this incurable disease, we just expect God to heal us. We were expecting to see God's healing power take place in my body. I remember when I lost my right kidney to cancer when I was had just started the church, only had the church going about two years, and all of a sudden I had kidney cancer and I lost my kidney. We prayed that God would take away the cancer and I could keep my kidney and everything would go well, but that's not how it worked. God decided that the best thing to do was let me have surgery and to go through the surgery and allow that surgery to cure the problem with his help and his guidance. And there's another whole series of miracles that took place in the middle of that, but they removed my kidney. And within just a few days, I was back at work, back at the church. And it's as if it never happened. And I've lived some 20, 22 years or so since then with only one kidney, but have been very strong and thanked God for all that. He took me through that, not around it. He took me through it. So when we were expecting to see God heal me from multiple Loma, I can remember going to the church and I told the church about this diagnosis. I told the congregation, hey, we've been diagnosed. And I said that I was looking forward to the day when I would announce that I'd been healed. So what I'm telling you there is that when you face a trial, we need to go past the current circumstances and say to ourselves and to our others and be our testimony. Let, let it be our testimony that we are going to be healed. We're going to be cured. We're going to get through this thing and God's going to take care of us. And we look for the end result even while we're going through the challenge that we're facing that day. And that's just another way of saying that I was calling forth those things that were not as though they were, according to Paul's teaching in Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. I've talked a lot about that in prior podcasts, so if you're interested in that, you can go back through and listen to some of these other topics that we've talked about. Now, we knew I faced a life-threatening challenge. The doctor basically said, you probably only have six months to live if our treatments don't help you. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. 
but I did not want my circumstances to keep me away from my healing. Now think about what I just said. I didn't want my circumstances to keep me away from receiving my healing. I claim my healing even in the middle of circumstances. Please don't think that I'm being boisterous or that I'm trying to give you an example of how wonderful I am and what great faith I have. No, not at all. It was a very difficult and challenging time, but we just decided our circumstances were not going to rob us from the healing that God was planning for my life. And we would look to the healing and not be involved so much with the circumstances. Yeah, the process was not very exciting. Matter of fact, it was very difficult. It was intense. I endured daily medical appointments with specialists in treating multiple myeloma. Now, there were numerous appointments where we spent time hours and hours a day with advisors who gave us all the instructions and how to deal with this and what to expect from the medication. And I started taking the medication and some of it caused some unpleasant symptoms, but quite frankly, nothing that I couldn't handle. I believe God promised me that he would never let me be involved in anything too difficult for me to handle with him as my help. And that's exactly what took place. So that's how we went through it. Every week we were told about medical treatments that could damage my internal organs. Can you imagine go to the doctor and he says, well now just want to let you know we're checking your kidneys or your liver or we're checking your pancreas because we want to make sure that the medications we're giving you are not hurting or destroying or harming those major organs. And we would say, well that's okay. I'm not worried about it. I know that, that God's in charge and And I know you're doing the best that you can for us. So we're just going to move forward and believe that God is going to work through this whole thing. You know, the research that I did, and I think sometimes I spend a little bit too much time researching what this process was going to be like, and we can all do that. In the midst of a challenge or in the midst of a trial, our faith is being tested. And sometimes the research is another way to test our faith to see if the results of that search and research that we are doing makes us feel like, Maybe our faith isn't quite as strong as it should be, but I just decided that wasn't going to be that way at all. Our research revealed the chances of survival was, quite frankly, about six months, and maybe at best, even if this was cured, that I probably wouldn't live more than seven years maximum, even if this thing was cured and healed, unless, of course, God did something miraculous, which is what he did. We had to make decisions on treatments that could be successful or possibly cause serious injuries to my body. Now, here's something to think about, you know, as a test of faith. And I'm not trying to give you a gloom and doom teaching today, just the opposite. I'm trying to give you a, a teaching of hope that if you're going through a financial challenges uh, in your life and or you've gone through a divorce or you've gone through a children that are giving you a very difficult time or maybe your work situation, your financial situation, is terrible, that those are things that God will take you through. Those are circumstances that you're going to have to go through. But when you go through them, there's a blessing at the end. Because as I taught in the last podcast I did in Romans from Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose for them. And I believe that's the premise that we operate on. And the other premise we operate on is believing that we call forth those things that are not as though they are. Meaning that in the midst of a diagnosis of a physical problem, or in the battle of a financial issue or a marital issue that God's going to take us through it and the circumstances will only build our faith and will not lose confidence in our faith and our trust in God. But I want to give you a thought here to think about and this is something that my wife and I had to be challenged with and had to face. Imagine having weekly discussions with your spouse about how long you may live or how long until you die. That was something that kind of hit us by surprise. We were going, oh, so every day we're talking about life or death? 
Well, we chose life. I remember when the doctor said that uh, he thought I could probably have maybe only six months to live. He says, however, if for some reason this thing gets healed and gets cured, he said, you could live another 20 years. And so I told him that we were signing up for the 20-year plan. So with that, let's go back and think of some of the things that could have hurt me or robbed me from my faith. And there's challenges that you're facing too. I mean, when you go to the doctor and you get a bad diagnosis, immediately your faith is tested. And I want you to know that you can handle those things because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, who gives you confidence and trust in Him. You see, the doctors and the nurses were all very supportive and they were very encouraging to me, but the challenge was still there because there was no known known cure for this cancer. They, they To this day, there's no cure for the cancer that I was diagnosed with. One night as Sharon and I were looking at treatment option and the death statistics, I had an overlook moment. It kind of hit me all of a sudden that what's what's why am I taking this medication? Why am I doing this? There's no sense in this. I think I'll just kind of move on my own and just have trust and faith in God to be healed. But then the Holy Spirit checked me and, and tested me and my faith rose up and I thought, so I'm not going to give any trust to other people. I'm going to just do this on my own. And it kind of hit me that I was trying to take control of it. And that was a big mistake. And that was not operating in faith. That was operating in self. So I was overwhelmed. And I was quite frankly overwhelmed with some of the medical options that we had. We decided I would continue to take the medication and do as the doctors advised. You see, when we looked at each other at that moment, and we said that we're God's kids, he has a medical plan for my life. He has a future and a hope for my wife and he has a book of instructions on how to pray, that's the Bible, and what to expect from him. You see, we are blessed to have that. We have a book of instructions on how to deal with life's trials, how to deal with the challenges that we face, and how to have increased faith and trust in God. So basically, we went back and we reread Romans 4, 17. That's the scripture that tells you that God can bring life into a death sentence and that he can bring forth those things that are not as though that they are. Just like God brought life into Abraham and Sarah's bodies, we decide to trust God and claim life from a death sentence because that's what we had. We chose a life in Jesus' name over the death sentence that we were being told about. We claimed God's promises and we started to see some amazing results, absolutely miracle results. Almost immediately, my blood report started to improve. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I don't completely understand all the blood counts and all the medical terms that they use, but we understood how to trust our God. You see, the doctors were amazed at my recovery. I remember when the doctor told me I may only have six months to live. Remember, I said, well, so you're trying to scare me with heaven. And I said, and someday you're going to believe that. All of a sudden, one doctor said that the only word that he had for my improvement was a miracle. And my wife and I sit and watched him write that in his book. In the report that he does, he wrote in big letters all the way across the top of it. He said, miracle. He said, because I don't have an explanation for this. I can't see how you've possibly turned this whole thing around in a period of only a few months. And he said, so that's the only way I know to describe it. So think about that. God received all the glory. And these people knew that we were standing true. Now, I truly believe had that not worked and I had gone on to be with the Lord, I would, I believe that I would have felt just like Job felt, though God slay me, yet I'll trust him. Whether that thing was going to work or not, I believe that God was in charge and he had a plan for my life and I wanted to be in that plan. I guess basically what I'm saying is that we believe that if God could heal a blind man, and that's the story in the Bible, and bring life into Sarah's womb, that's Abraham and Sarah, that he could heal my body. We started thinking if he could bring Jesus back from the dead, 
then he certainly could heal my body. And we started looking at other people who had had physical problems that were healed, and we believed that God is able, and we're going to trust him and believe for that. Now, I realize that not everyone who prays is healed. I realize that not every person who experiences a cancer diagnosis is immediately healed of it, and everything works out just fine. But, but I do know this, that if you're a believer, and if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then whether or not you're healed or not, you still get the victory. Because spending eternity with Jesus Christ is the ultimate goal for all of us anyways. Matter of fact, in the last six years of my life since I've recovered from that cancer diagnosis, I've sat and thought about so many times that God has had all these wonderful things planned for me. You see, I didn't realize back then that I would be starting a podcast series five years later. I had no idea that I would be writing books as many as I have. I've written now six books in the last six years, one every year. And now I've got this podcast that God has blessed. And I got my report this week and it showed that my podcasts were being downloaded by 92 countries across the world. And nearly 3,000 individuals have loaded down these teachings on faith. And so I, I just never dreamed that was possible. See, God knew it though. He had a plan for it. And he's got the same thing planned for your life. Whatever you're going through, let me just say this right now. Whatever you are going through right now, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And regardless of what you're going through, his purpose has not changed. God can bring life into whatever situation you're facing right now. You may not be facing a physical death sentence or an illness, but you may be facing something that is very difficult, like a financial failure or a marriage failure or children that have, have deserted you and turned against you, or maybe friends who have, or maybe even a pastor that you don't get along with any longer, and you're facing challenges in your walk of faith. Let me just tell you that God's plan for your life has not changed, not one bit. The Bible tells us that we have a purpose and a hope in our life, and you still have that same purpose, and you still have that same hope, and God is still the same God that he was when he promised that to you. So I want you to go back now and look at the things that maybe you've given up on, Maybe you've thought about someday you'd like to write a book or someday you would like to get involved in something in your church or teach a class or counsel young men or young women or old men and old women, whatever it might be, but that you would like to do things because you feel that that's your talent, that God's given you a desire in your heart to do that. And if that's still there, even though maybe the circumstances you're in right now are not allowing you to do that, just claim that promise. Go back and pick it up and believe for it and know that God will bring it to pass he promised it to you. He's not taking it away, and he'll help you get through this trial to fulfill the purpose that he has for your life. Now, getting back to my, just got to complete the story of my healing. Within weeks, that cancer in me became less and less active in my bone marrow. When I was first diagnosed, the doctor told me that three quarters of my bone marrow plasma cells were malignant. Now, with only eight weeks of treatments, they could not find a single cancerous cell in over 100,000 cell samples. Think of that. Prior to that, 75,000 of those cells would have been malignant, but now they couldn't find a single cell. Now, according to one of my nurses, my lab work shows readings that have put me in the category of deep remission. Although I still take a chemotherapy pill, they call it maintenance, my daily life is as normal as it has ever been. 
Now, I hope that this story is helping you. I hope that you're not bored with it. I hope that you understand that this is a testimony that I need to give. And I know that this testimony will go out, quite frankly, it'll be on the airways all over the world, on the internet, so that people can hear it. And I believe that God should receive all the glory for it. And that's something that I never dreamed would happen in my life. But here it is, and I thank God for it. Let me just say this. When we are told about cancer or a heart condition or that a major organ may fail in our body or that we possibly are facing a financial disaster, we might lose our home or our marriage is in difficulty, we've got to remember that we need to remember and think more than anything else about the God who gave his only son as a sacrifice for us that our sins would be forgiven and that we would spend eternity with him. Yes, I believe we need to jump right from the problem that we have to look to the promise that God has given us. You see, if we look at the problem, we'll live in the problem. But if we look at the promise, we'll live in the promise. And I want you to live in the promise of God. I want you to live in the promise that you can have greater faith. I don't want you to live in the problem that you're going through, the problem that you've faced in the past, or the challenges that you've had that have just beat you up so much. I really believe with all my heart that we need to live in the promises of God that he's going to bring back things that you feel you've given up and there's no hope on. God has never given up on us. And our hope should always be in him to bring back those things that, quite frankly, we've given up on. At one of my appointments, my doctor said the best thing about treating my diagnosis is that it's all in the blood. Think about that. Those of you who are believers, you know what I'm probably about ready to say. When he said the amazing thing about your treatment that this cancer in your blood, he says the thing about it that's amazing, he says that it's all in the blood. All we have to do is just check the blood and research the blood. And I remember as he said that, I said, oh yeah, doctor, everything is about the blood. And I said, you know what I'm talking about, the blood of Jesus, that he shed his blood for the remission of our sins, that we could live life and live it abundantly, and that we could have a quality life, and that he's got a promise of us, for us, for eternal hope. And the doctor looked at me and he says, well, that's not exactly what I was talking about. And I said, well, that's what the blood is all about. You see, as a believer, we must all believe that our healing is in the blood, that our healing for our marriage is in the blood, that our healing for our finances is in the blood, that our healing for our job problem is in the blood, the healing for our relationship and our husband, our spouse, our children, it's all in the blood because the blood of Jesus was shed for the remission of our sins. And it was also shed to give us a healthy life, promising life, a good life, a happy life, a quality Christian life. So I want you to operate in the promise that the blood of Jesus has given us, that we can live life and live it more abundantly. I hope that this teaching today, this podcast today, has given you new hope and new faith and new trust in God. I hope it's given you an understanding of how our faith grows from life's trials. You see, when you're faced with a trial, there's an opportunity for growth. Sometimes when we face that trial, we just need to tell God what we need and thank Him for all He will do because we need to thank him first for what he's already done. He's given us life. He's given us hope. He's given us eternal life. And so we need to, when we face a trial, thank God in advance for what he's about to do. A lot of times people have a problem with that type of philosophy, and that is to thank God in advance for what's going to happen. But I just believe that's the way it should be. I need to live my life believing that God is always going to be there. He ain't never going to leave me, never going to forsake me. He'll always be by my side. All I have to do is just turn my attention to him, focus on him. If I draw near to him, he promised in his word that he would draw near to me. So kind of close this message out with this scripture. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 in the New Living Translation, just a powerful scripture. Now all glory to God, 
who is able, through his mighty power, at work in us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Think about those words, that all glory goes to God right off the top. And the reason we give him glory is because he's able. God is not limited in any way, shape, or form. Because of his mighty power, by the way, that's in work in us. That scripture is telling us that his mighty power is already at work in us. We need to call on that mighty power. We need to believe for that mighty power in our life. And why, why believe a lie that the devil gives us or a lie that the bank gives us or the doctor gives us some kind of a test result? Let's not, let's not go into that. I'm not saying that if you're diagnosed with something and it's proven that you have something that you should say, well, that's not happening. Yeah, I think that those things happen because I've been through those myself. But we need to believe that his mighty power, God's mighty power is at work in us. And I'm going to believe that truth. And I'm going to believe that God's going to accomplish, it says here, infinitely more than we might ask or think. Think about that in your life. God's got greater plans than when you can even think about. I know I've been told that I've kind of a big thinker and a big planner. A lot of times I can see a piece of property and look at it and let those creative juices flow and see buildings on that property, see houses on that property, a shopping center on that property property, see people using it, and just see something come to life. And I believe that. But no matter how big my dreams are and my plans are and my creative thoughts that the Lord puts in my heart, God's thoughts are greater than mine. His ways are higher than mine. His thoughts are greater than my thoughts. And he's placed in me mighty power that's in work in me and in all of us to accomplish more than we might even ask or think about. So Father, I'm going to close with this thought. Father, I pray blessing now upon everyone who's listened to this lesson today. Lord, that they will receive, Father, your promise that you, Lord God, will put your mighty power at work in us. And that power will accomplish infinitely more than we might even ask or think about. And I pray, Father, that power, Lord, could be directed today towards our faith, that our faith would grow from the trials that we face in life. Lord, that when we face a challenge, when we have anything that comes up against us, Father, we believe we need to step out in faith and believe because faith, your word tells us, is a substance. It's a substance of something that we have. We can literally, sometimes I feel like I can wrap my arms around faith. It just seems so real and so alive. And that faith needs to grow in each and every one of us. So I pray, Father, a blessing of faith, of growth of faith, Father, and prosperity in all those who are listening in today. I thank you once again for this lesson, this opportunity that I've had to bring it. And I pray that you would bless in all those who've listened, Father God, and that they would experience in their life greater faith than they've ever known. And I give you praise for it in advance now in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I hope that this teaching has been a lesson that will touch your heart and increase your faith. If you'd like to receive additional information on this teaching on faith, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And on your, my webpage, you'll see several books that I've written. One is entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's a book on faith, and it's based upon the teaching in Romans 4.17, where Paul tells us about the promises that God made to Abraham and Sarah about being basically the parents of many nations. They were confused, but he gave them hope and he put life in their body and he brought something to life that everyone else thought was dead. It's amazing to think of what he did. And this teaching is throughout my book and something I believe it'll be a blessing to you. All of these lessons that I'm teaching on faith are based upon some of the teachings that I have brought forth in that book. As a matter of fact, I'm using that book as kind of an outline to kind of inspire me for directions that I should go to help people see 
and experience an increase in their faith. In addition to that book, on my webpage, you'll find several books, one entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? And I talk about the importance of having a generous heart, not necessarily just with our finances, but with our life and our talents and our abilities and our time and how it'll be a blessing to us and how that always comes back to us as the Bible puts it, pressed down, shaking together and running over. So with that, I pray you'll be blessed by it and other books that may be of interest to you. One on finances entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. You may or may not know that I spent 15 years as a banker or another 20 years as a real estate developer and 20 years as a pastor. So with all that experience, I believe the Lord has allowed me to put them into book form that will bless you and I pray that you might take advantage of that. In addition to that, if you're interested in learning more about my podcast, you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So with that, I'm looking forward to next podcast will be coming up shortly. It's one that's pretty exciting to me. It's one that I think kind of will be wrapping up this series. I'll probably have two or three more weeks or I should say two or three more podcasts to do before we complete this series. But I'm going to be talking next week about faith and our faith growing. And it's going to be entitled, The Best is Yet to Come. So I'm excited about that. I know the topic is one that that has been a blessing to me as I've preached at our church, and I believe that others have received a blessing from understanding that in our life, no matter where we are and what we've accomplished, I believe the best is yet to come. So with that, I'd like to sign off by giving you this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, when we meet again, may God richly bless you.